Hi, everyone. This is Brian Widmer, and you're listening to Logic and Lore. I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Shear. Michael, how are you doing today? I am refreshingly mediocre as always. I'm just a, just a tepid cup of water, like a Denny's cup when you ask for tea and they pour it out and then they just forget to bring it to your table right away. Um, that's what I am. And it sounds like there's kind of a diner action going on in the background, so we can all pretend that we're sitting here and we're looking at looking out. at the strange cup that is michael yes is yes on my on my desktop talking to me not not <laughs> my virtual happening. desktop my literal desktop on a coaster literal <laughs> literally literally talking to me excitement so uh <laughs> so i hear we're going to talk about health and and healthy things and teacher healthiness yeah i mean it, it's a no-brainer thing but um, I feel like teachers are so selfless in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not tooting my own horn because I'm not a teacher. Um, but I, I feel like this mostly applies to people in schools and classroom teaching environments and uh, in that structure, the structure itself is also very demanding on time and effort, not only while professionals are at the schools, but also mm-hmm. of their own time after they go home or wherever they go. And, you know, I've had friends who are teachers who, or family members who have talked about just how much time they spend every single day um, on work. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and then still trying to find time to just keep their lives going. Maybe they have kids, just, just the yeah. ordinary stuff, just the basics, like get dinner, get right. sleep, you know, right. not even anything fancy. And it sounds extremely hard to me, which makes me kind of glad that I'm not a traditional classroom teacher. Like I thought I wanted to be, mm-hmm. but I also kind of experienced a bit of this, um, burnout from that just that pace um when i was at linda mubel and you're just sort of emotionally mentally physically exhausted by the end of the day or by the end of the week and Mm -hmm. if you're making a commute on top of it all it's just like (laughs) the the extra stuff in your life can start to slip uh things that normally you'd think oh well those would be good things to do to stay healthy and you know Instead, it's December and people are guzzling a gallon of coffee a day and they're not getting exercise and whatever else. And, you know, mercy to all those teachers out there that are like, yep, that's my life because it's really freaking hard. It's a lot of work. Um, And if you want to do well, then it's even more work. Like if you want to do a really good job. So, um, yeah, but I, I kind of went. I mean, my schedule is very flexible, obviously, compared to mm. that kind of a, a professional. And mm. I, but I, I struggled these darker months of the year um, with seasonal affective disorder, which is more like for me, lack of motivation, lack of energy, <laughs> kind of general lack of focus and brain power. Right. And there's certain things that I need to build into a routine as I slowly go into those dark months, because if I, wait until December to try to put them into place. It's not going to happen because December is where I'm just trying to like patch the holes in the ship and, you know, keep (laughs) sailing until the light comes back. So, um, 
so I just wanted to sort of talk about what are, what are we doing or what could we be doing or what do we need to do to stay healthy as educators? Because um, it's so easy to put everyone else before us. Right. Um, and unfortunately, that's eventually that's not sustainable and won't serve the people that we're trying to serve because all of our service comes from us and we need to take care of us. So uh, I, we haven't planned this conversation. So do you want to start to talk about a couple of those things that come to mind as I say that, or should yeah. I launch in? Yeah. I mean, it's, you, you brought up a lot of, of really, really, really great points. Um, especially that that feeling of kind of, of push starting your car through that seasonal affective disorder, because you're absolutely right. If you, if you put it off until you quote unquote have time, then you realize that suddenly you're like Sisyphus, right? Where yeah. you're just pushing that rock up a hill and getting crushed every day versus you being, I feel like the, I feel like like it, with that Sisyphus analogy, I feel like the earlier you start building those routines, those health and health, health, health and self-care. I was like, health and self-care. Uh, again, here I go. Um, <laughs> those routines are much more manageable and, and, and the, you know, the car is running by yeah. November. And that's kind of exactly what you want versus putting it off till the holiday break, which I feel like is what a lot of teachers do. And again, they're, they're doing the best they can with what they have. And the last week before the holiday break, I look around and all the teachers are just haggard. They're just <laughs> cobbled together with like duct tape and wishes and like garbage coffee whatever coffee is is provided um old and, caked folgers from the bottom of a pot yep oh i'll i'll throw that in a filter and i'll wring it out i will drink from that like uh like dracula trying to get mina helsing mina hart when, when did you guys mina make this Hark. yesterday okay it's so good <laughs> dude there i've literally done the okay is there mold growing on the surface yet okay we're probably good yeah um, I, well and that's thought. the thing it's like it sounds like we're talking about other teachers but it's like no this has just been me in other years of my life where it hasn't gone so well yeah oh we had somebody donate like a ton of those uh keurig k-cups and let me tell you the sad state you're in when you're hand pouring coffee into a Keurig K cup to like self percolate it. Like I was like <laughs> boiling what that, because we had, we had like a thousand K cups and no coffee machine that worked, but we had a water, uh, a tea thing. Uh, what do you call it? Kettle? Like a water boiler. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. A, an electric kettle. There you go. Um, I'm like a water boiler. If only there was a term. God, I'm stupid um yeah and i mean that's but but kind of going back to what you were saying with the idea of health the most important thing you can do for yourself is manage that mental physical balance of wellness and self-care because and and good lord i like i said i work with these amazing 
Amazonian, like incredible teachers that have multiple kids. And not so not only are they like packing lunches for the next day and grading papers and, you know, figuring out dinner plans and driving here and there, but they're also keeping a full day's grouping of students. And I mean, it isn't like my caseload that's 30. Granted, like the lift is a lot heavier um, in some ways for, for an ed specialist versus a, a traditional classroom teacher, but they have like a hundred, they can have up to like 120, 150 kids yeah. that that's 150 papers you're grading if they're in on time, which, <laughs> you know, like that's 150 quizzes and tests to hand grade. It's, it's just incredible. And that's like, we don't have a Scantron reader. So the teachers don't really do multiple choice Scantron tests. Everything is like a five page front and back printout that the kids have to have to answer themselves. And it's, it's just my hats off to them. Like whenever I think I have it rough, like I'll look at them, like being, having a bright smile and the energy and all of that stuff. And I'm like, man, I need to hitch my horses to that wagon. You know, it is crazy to me. Like, and, and they are special people because mm -hmm. I've, I've seen people like that. Um, I've, I've known friends, you know, who've been traditional classroom teachers and, um, and also just seeing people like that at the learning center that I used to work for, uh, mm -hmm. in similar positions to mine, like case management and stuff that are very time intensive and, and have a lot of work and a lot of responsibility. Um, yeah. and seeing them manage the, the load of work with that positivity that sort of grace it's like you're just built for this apparently like you can what? also attend these what we, uh not webinars like attend these zoom meetings with people in the company at random times during the day still manage to get all your lessons written see all the students talk to the parents write your progress updates go over some testings like and not fall completely behind. By the way, you've still got those emails and reports that you've got to fill out all the time because it's a corporate job and it would not be a corporate job without an additional report every week that you have to fill out. And just like how, it's it's crazy. There are certain people that are wired for it. Um, I am not. Right. I managed to hang in there for a while, but uh, it was getting to a point where it was like, for me to have to keep getting up at these ungodly hours and go do this job every day it, it's like my i'm gonna lose my mind um because mm -hmm. i was perpetually behind and perpetually tired and distracted throughout the winter uh right. so i'm probably also unmedicated adhd but um i'd rather just leave that job than have to <laughs> take medication right. and and fair enough to anybody who medicates because it's many of my friends um, oh my God. I, when I was working, not to, not to cut you off, but that's no, like, okay. when I was working at that hospice job that I was absolutely crushing, um, I was doing amazing at it. And that was when the boss was like, you're so great with, with elderly, we're going to switch you over to neonatal and you're oh, going right. to help those parents and you're going to be incredible. And I was on medication, I think within two weeks and yeah. I think I quit in like six, like I, I could not hang. And yeah. 
one and of some the people best do that it's just they just do right. that what and they pout like that's and that's kind of that that was what that was kind of that that next like jumping point that i was gonna say is i i remember writing a, a facebook post because i'm over 40 um where i i had said like I just got new medication for my job, blah, blah, blah. And I like posted it and I was like, this is going to be awesome. This is going to make a huge difference. And then like the next day I looked at it and I think I was like the third comment on my own post. And I was like, why am I working in a job where I have to self-medicate in order to go here? Right. Like, and like you said, there are people that, and there, there are people in the education field. Um, if you go on like r slash teachers on Reddit, you, you will see hundreds of them um that are just miserable and hate it and i i was accused of being this is where we're gonna we're gonna lose some listeners for sure um i was accused of being like a gatekeeper or whatever because i commented on this post i'm like hey there's no shame and being like this is not for me mm. this is not my thing like there are people that like i i used to remember like when i worked at gamestop People from other places, aka like Target and Barnes and Nobles, and they would be like, I effing hate coming into work. I hate dealing with people. I hate when when they when they queue up and they just and they have a million questions. And I just I, I remember going, why do you work there? Yeah. And they're like, oh, because I've been here for four years. And I'm like, that's it's not unless you're gonna get controlling equity in a company by hanging in there like why why not know your own limits and know that this is not where your skill set where you shine yeah like exactly there's no shame in that yeah and and so that that's a valid point and it's like also there's no shame and i just want to be totally clear because i do have a lot of friends that use medication to deal with mm -hmm. diagnoses that they have and for sure. No shame in needing medication any more than there's shame in needing a cast if your leg's broken. Like, okay. Right. But, right. But is it, are you in a place where the fit is so unrealistic that you're having to use all of these things just to try to hang in there? I mean, that, that was what it was for me. It was like, this is just not a good fit for me, like uh, for right. certain reasons. So um, that's all I meant by the, the medication comment. And um, it's you summed it up well. It's like, why am I doing this to myself? Like, why am I putting myself in a situation where, in order to make a living, I'm needing to self-medicate because of what I'm doing? Like, that's horrible. Right. So, um, but the alternative. Be, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm gonna segue. So go ahead. Well, I was gonna say the 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 alternative to that too is, I mean, I worked in the bar and restaurant industry for a long time. And it, it would blow my mind, the people that would like work an entire day and bring all of their tips to the bar three doors down from the bar restaurant they work at and would spend all of their money on booze because they were frustrated and whatever. And they saw, and you know, there was the camaraderie and there's a the kinship and there's all this stuff, but like my like, dumb logic brain because i wouldn't call myself hyper logical but my like very logical brain is well if i need a couple of drinks to like take myself out of sixth gear 
and downshift when I get out of work. Like it was always amazing to me that people that worked in these industries where it would like chew them up and spit them out. Like they would literally have like foot issues from being on their feet all day. They'd have neck and neck and back issues, especially lower back from like bending over a heat table or like all of these things. And instead of going like, man, today sucked. I'm going to go home and hit the bricks and get as much sleep. I'm going to like take in a leave and get as much sleep as I possibly can. And then come back and, and hit the ground running tomorrow. They would party till like 2 a.m. Yeah. And drink and smoke and burn through all of that tip money they just made. And again, this is their life. I'm not, this, this is not a, a, a judgment call in any way, shape or form, because I know that camaraderie is a huge part of being on a kitchen staff. And, you know, if the cooks, if the chefs go out drinking, then the runners are probably going to go with them or, you know, their sous chefs are going to go with them. Like, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking like literally Monday through Friday, going there every day, getting blottoed, going to bed at like midnight, only to be up at four so that you can like proof the bread or whatever it is. It, it was just, it, it was always amazing to me. And again, that, that kind of goes with the teachers that I talked to that are like, yeah, I was up till three in the morning grading papers. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know what their schedule is, but I know that that's ultimately, that's not sustainable. That's the point. And it's like, I'm not going to blame teachers for that. Cause sure. as I drew the analogy with, with my work that where I was working a corporate job, it's like, there's a system, the system's in place and you don't have control over it. You just, sure. you're either participating in it or you leave. And right. um, it's like that system was just burning me out and it wasn't even as bad as what a lot of these teachers have to deal with in, in certain systems with how overworked that they are, um, which is just totally crazy. So I, I can't also, I cannot speak for anybody else. Um, but I, I spoke in generalizations before just because I know that it's something that a lot of teachers deal with. Um, and so, you know, for the second half of this episode, it's going to be more about my own personal experience with what do I know? What have I learned over the years I can't get away with? What have I learned over the years that is really helpful to me? And mm. it's a good time to sort of like make sure that I'm staying on track with these things because this is the time of year that I really start to feel the wobble. Um, right. Because we're in the darkest like 60 days of the year or whatever. And my brain right. just isn't right. Um, so we're going to take a really short break and we will be back with some of that. Welcome back, everybody. This is Brian with Michael here, and you're listening to Logic and Lore. We're talking about um, health as educators and how just the job itself sometimes, and um, I think the personalities of educators that are somewhat, I don't want to say selfless, it sounds so angelic and stupid. Um, <laughs> Self-flagellation. You know, like for sure right? so like, yeah i would beat myself to to give you the blood it's the what is it the pelican that will like pierce its own breast to feed its child it's its babies like it's there's a self-flagellation yeah we don't we don't care enough about ourselves basically is what comes down right. to. i don't know but fill in the blank if you've been listening to the episode and um so what what's 
what's really important for me, first of all, is just knowing myself really and knowing what's going on with me, paying attention to it, being aware of it. And mm-hmm. um, for me, uh, I just have self-diagnosed seasonal affective disorder. I don't feel like I need to go to a professional to have them. I don't even know what they do. I'm not sure if it's even in the DSM, but um, seasonal affective disorder happens with changes in climate, uh, usually just the the sun cycle itself uh, during the winter months with less daylight, uh, lower light. um, And it just messes with your circadian rhythm. So the parts of my brain that say, hey, get up, do the things, focus, whatever, just aren't as active. And that's all it really is. Sometimes it throws my sleep schedule off. So I wake up at random times when I shouldn't. Um, a lot of times I'm just fatigued throughout the day. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely I forget stuff. I just forget things completely happened um, mm-hmm. when it's really bad. Um, the reason I took it seriously after a while was because when I moved out here from a rather sunny place, um, mm-hmm. I started to fall asleep behind the wheel in winter, which I've never had an issue with before. Whoa. Um, wow. I didn't to the point where I was like, I can't make it home. I need to pull over here and have a nap for 20 minutes. Um, wow. Yeah. So I wasn't like narcoleptic, but I was really, really struggling to just function just normally, mm-hmm. like stay focused, remember things, stay awake. Um, so my routine for for that in particular first of all is to try to wake up the same this is where i'm like i i know we try not to swear a lot but i just want to say so many swear words the same (laughs) freaking time every single day right every day saturday sunday it does not matter every Mm -hmm. day same time to do as much as i possibly can to get that rhythm stable and, mm-hmm. um, and I'm a light sleeper, so it doesn't work out too well because when the sun's up in the summer at 5 a.m. and the robins are all like, Tweedledee, wake the heck up. <laughs> I'm awake. But yep. um, depending on what life looks like, it's just the same time. doesn't matter what time. It's helpful yep. if the sun's out, though. Yeah. Um, so for me, that's 8.30 right now. That's what I chose this year. 8.30, <sighs> the way my life is, I I go to bed late because I work late and mm-hmm. we cook and then clean up and life ends up going late. So, um, mm-hmm. so 8:30 wake up time. Mm-hmm. I have an alarm set for every single day and eventually my body just gets used to it and just does it. Yep. And I don't even have to have the alarm. Um, mm-hmm. I screwed with that a little bit over Thanksgiving weekend. Mm-hmm. I screwed with it again this last weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm starting to feel a little bit out of whack. Um, so we're going to get back into that. Um, yeah, but I can just, I can just tell it makes a difference already. Um, the other thing is I have, um, this led light box, which is oppressively bright, um, that once I get up and I have my coffee, I sit down at my desk in the morning, I sit in front of it for at least a half an hour. They're clinically proven to help with seasonal affective disorder. Um, at least a half hour at a certain brightness. And this thing is like sitting in front of a high beam. I mean, it's just like so insanely bright, Um, but it helps. That's actually the first thing that really started to work and and kept me from falling asleep behind the wheel um, and all kinds of stuff. 
uh, vitamin D, extra vitamin D, and as well as just taking regular vitamins, um, which was a tip that I got from somebody who lives in Sweden. Because that's what all, apparently that's what all the Swedish people do. Um, what else? For seasonal effective, that's pretty much it. And exercise. I try to get at least a little bit of outdoors exercise time. I just love being outdoors. That helps my brain. It doesn't even matter about the exercise. Exercise is good for you and it helps your brain, but literally just for me being outside, um, especially now that I work from home. Um, so today I got my walk in. It was short, but that's what I had time for. It was about a mile and I got some fresh air and it felt good. So um, that's the biggest stuff for me. I mean, it sounds dumb and simple, but like get at least eight hours of sleep, do your dumb happy light, take your vitamins <laughs> and um, I haven't exactly been doing that. So my brain doesn't feel so great today. I was doing invoices for like 10 minutes and five minutes in, I was like, stop thinking about other things, focus. And just like shouting at myself. So. No, it's you, you hit the nail on the head, man. It's routines are the literally, literally, the most uh the most important thing that you can do as an educator and as i don't know i'm a i'm an over 40 year old man um right i re i remember my uh my first director i had said something about like yeah man i have to like i get up at like five every morning and you know do your mo your morning constitutional the three s's the uh shower shave and i'm sure you can guess the first one like it's, you know, you, you do your, your morning uh, ablutions and, and, and get on the road and go to work. And it takes me about 45 minutes to get to work. And I was rushing every day to be to work no later than 7.20, right? 7.20, 7.30, which meant I had to set my alarm for like 5 and 5.15 and 5.30 and, you know, I was going to school at the time, so I was up until midnight anyway, and I did all of these things, and you telling me about the light box therapy, last year, I finally broke down and got, I think it's called a Philips, it's not called a Hue, the Hue is the, the smartphone light bulbs, but it's this um, circular alarm, and instead of sound, it's a light that's a very natural light. Like mm -hmm. when I, it goes through the entire spectrum of essentially dawn yep. to high noon. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing. And I had started using that and I got to the point now where every night I go to sleep, I try to go to sleep between 9.30 and 10. 10.30 is like the drop dead get in bed stupid alarm and my alarm goes off and I have never had to set an alarm in probably a year and change now. Dude, it's, it's awesome. If, if it didn't make my girlfriend insane, I'd continue using this thing, but right. I had a much less sophisticated version of that. Mm -hmm. um, that was just a timer that you plug into this, into the wall Mm -hmm. excuse me, outlet, and then just plug your bedside lamp into it. 
mm. but it did the exact same thing with a bedside lamp. It just slow. It was a rheostat. It just slowly brightened the lamp over the course of 30 minutes to simulate dawn Sunrise. rising. Yeah. And yeah. with your eyes closed, your brain still perceives light outside your eyelids. And yes. the first time that I used it when I, cause I did this when I was struggling to get up at five 30 or whatever it was. And mm -hmm. in those days, I'll tell you what I would, I'd, my alarm on my phone would go off. I'd sit up in bed in mm -hmm. the dark turn mm -hmm. the alarm off and right. I fall asleep sitting up with my phone in my hand. Yep. In bed. Been there. I yep. just could not do it. And so the first mm -hmm. time I plugged this thing in the next morning, I wake up like, Oh my God, it's like seven 30. The sun's up already. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> I was such right. full on panic. I was like leaping out of bed. Uh, cause I totally, it tricked me completely into thinking that yeah. it was already sunrise, but yeah, dude, it's so amazing. It, it's such a nice way to wake up. I mean, I just recommend it to anybody, even if you don't really struggle in the morning, it's such right. a delightful way to wake up. True. And then um, I would like, I would have phone alarms. And so I would grow to hate the, the sound. So I would have to cycle out sounds alarm sounds on my phone because i would wake up in a bad mood right because i knew that sound and that sound meant like i would set three alarms and when i heard the third one the third one's like hey stupid like i think it was literally called hey stupid get up like i would pull my phone and it would just be all caps hey stupid time to get up you know right. um and then i'd stumble into the bathroom and turn the lights on and be blinking at the lights like you know a a troglodyte that just stumbled out of a cave like it's you know it it was it was awful and now that i i built this routine and every night i take the same multivitamin complex i take an antihistamine and i take like an antacid because i noticed that i was like waking up with like acid reflux but that's an old man thing and michael eats garbage food thing so uh, Wait, can I can I pause though? Like, I know the point yeah. is the nighttime routine, but you take vitamins before you go to bed. I do. Why do you do that? Because I want them to be like jamming and in my system and rocking and rolling in eight hours. In eight hours, when I wake up, I want to be fully in thrall of vitamin D and my B complex and the vitamin C and all that um, stuff. So that yeah. How do you stomach it though? Do, do the vitamins just not bother you or do you have food with it or something? No, they don't bother me at all. Pills have oh, never man. really bothered me. Yeah. Dude, if I have a multivitamin mm -hmm. without eating something, it's bad news. Like I, I have actually thrown up before. Whoa. Um, yeah, we were camping and I was like super tired because we hadn't slept well and mm -hmm. um my job usually when we're camping is to get up before the my lovely lady does and you know get the coffee going Stoke and stuff and and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and i yeah. did every i wasn't processing what i was doing so i just like had coffee and swallowed my pills and i was like oh food's oh, no. not ready food's not right. gonna be ready and i was like um i don't know i'll eat this banana and within like five minutes i was vomiting in the bushes <laughs> whoa <laughs> yeah yeah 
So, but so your nighttime routine is load up on all this good stuff and go to bed at the same time. Go to bed at the same time, knowing that. So I have the only really alarm, like air quotes alarm that I have is I have the, um, the not Siri, the, the Amazon tube in the bedroom and it tells me what the weather is at you know blah 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 and so i think at 5 50 either 5 50 or six o'clock it says good morning the weather in el cajon is blah 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 today you can expect a high of da 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 and you know i don't know where your galoshes um, and at that time your your light is already like sun has already risen in your bedroom is that Yes, exactly right. And, you know, it doesn't help. So I sleep like the dead, which doesn't help anything. And I'm one of those people where like, unless I'm stressed or depressed or have anxiety, because I like, dude, I battled clinical depression from like 16 to 22. Mm -hmm. And like being an alcoholic, like it's never anything that you're cured of. You Mm -hmm. just figure out ways to manage it. Right. And so there, there are nights where I'll lay in bed and be replaying something that's bothering me or like, you know, a parent. I, I get these things where like I'll, my phone will buzz and I'll see that a parent emailed me and it's like 7.30 at night. And I, I'm like, I'll just leave it till the morning. And then, of course, I open it. And it's nothing that I can change. It's nothing that I set very, and this kind of goes back to the, set routines and set boundaries is like the healthiest things you can do. I set boundaries with parents and I'm super upfront with them at the beginning of the year. And I'm like, Hey, just as a heads up, uh, school ends at, you know, whatever, three 30. Um, I am accessible until 5 PM, but after 5 PM, that is my time. And yep. so anything that you send me, any text, any phone call will, will go to voicemail. Um, emails will be left unread until the morning. And I will promptly get back to you, you know, in one to two business days. And parents are super good with that. And there are other teachers that I work with that are like texting parents at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. And, and again, that works for them. This isn't to, to trash talk their thing. But like with me, I have to set very explicit boundaries for myself and for, fer- for parents, families, and students. Yeah, because if you don't, then when you're trying to go to sleep with your vitamin juice all coursing through your system, right? Um, your brain weasel circus will act up and then that won't mm-hmm. happen. <laughs> That's exactly uh, right. So I, I, am, uh, I, I am not blessed with the ability to sleep like the dead, but I am blessed with the ability to fall asleep literally anytime unless... Nice for some reason, my system's out of whack. Like if I had coffee or, you know, if I do something to screw with it or those few weeks out of the year where the the seasons are changing and my rhythm just does what it does and it gets weird. Um, Right. Ordinarily I can fall asleep in several minutes. I mean, I just really Mm -hmm. done, but I'm a light sleeper. So it's easy for me to get woken up and, and um, not, not be able to get back to sleep that's when it usually gets to me where I just like wake up at three because the chinchilla was like boing and did parkour. And then I am like, (laughs) Oh, okay. And then, then it's like, 
oh, but that thing I have to do, got to remember this. Oh, what do I do about this student? Like, you right. go to sleep, stupid. Right. That's what you right. do. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, sleep's important. The other thing yeah. that I wanted to mention that I forgot was um, Michael and I both love coffee. Equal opportunity mm -hmm. drinkers here. We both love tea as well, but um, yep, yep. but coffee is so good. Yeah. And um, lately we actually spent our birthday money to get a subscription to Pete's Coffee, like delivered nice. to your door seven days ago. It was roasted, that kind of fresh. Um, nice. Because we've never done that and we wanted to be like bougie, I guess. But um, why not? Also, also because we thought that maybe, you know, with this new advent of supply chain erosion and people parking cruise ships in places where they shouldn't be that maybe we should just lock in a price. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Smart <laughs> on coffee before, you know, the coffee catastrophe occurred. Anyhow, <laughs> we love coffee. So, um, yeah. but I am dumb and I will just drink coffee all day long because I love it so much. And that's not right. really good for me, but then my brain thinks, Oh, I'm tired. I should have coffee, which is what we were just talking about earlier. And I yeah. have lived that life. I completely have no exaggeration. Everything I said disgustingly about cold Folgers from a day ago is utterly true. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm, yeah. I am unashamed because you live that life yourself and you'll understand. Um, right. But, uh, but yeah, I have to like, it's part, part of it's like the mental battles, like the psychological battle of there's certain not self-destructive, but um, maladaptive habits that just, you think they're going to help you because of some dumb part of your brain that's like, oh, this will make us feel better. Like the people that take right. all their tip money and just go blow it on drinks um, right. or whatever. And it's like, maybe, but for you and I, at least we know ourselves, like if our, there's that part of our brain that's saying, yeah, totally binge that ice cream or whatever, right. it actually is not going to help us. Just speaking right. from our personal experiences. Um, right. So you're going to feel like garbage. You're going to sleep like garbage and mm -hmm. you know, it's just bad. So coffee's a big one and I have to convince myself. I really like how many years have I been drinking coffee? Like I know better <laughs> and I really right. still have to fight to convince my dumb brain yep. that having coffee in the afternoon excessively is really actually not going to help. So um, that's the thing that I tried like, I think it was October where I was like, I'm not drinking any more than one morning coffee. It's a giant morning coffee, but right. 16 ounces or so. But after that, um, no more. And then, mm -hmm. uh, and then I, I would have tea instead in the afternoon. Uh, even if it had to be like black tea or something like that, like sure. that was it. And and also at the same time, I decided I wasn't going to be drinking any alcohol unless it was like a special occasion out with friends yeah. or something like that. And um, nice. just did it all at the same time in October while I was still functional. <laughs> and um, and it, it did actually work. It really helped. Um, right. Again, I kind of starting to wobble a little bit and yeah. I'm like, okay, well, I'll give myself some bonus days where I can have one cup of coffee in the afternoon, but only like twice a week. And <laughs> you know, it can be, it can become a slippery slope, but, um, right. if I can stick to it and get past the psychological lies, 
that my okay. brain is telling me like it really it really does help and i find myself basically if i'm doing my job and taking care of myself the way i ought to be this time of year it's rare that i'm going to feel super mm-hmm. most of the time i feel a little bit dulled like things are just dulled i don't feel bad yep. i don't feel depressed mm-hmm. i just everything's a little bit blah compared yep. to how it usually is um, and people have said to me, well, I think everyone goes through that in the winter. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Right. <laughs> it's not, this is not your average winter blues. Promise you, uh, right. go inside my head, come back out tell me I'm wrong. And, right. um, but, uh, if I'm doing it all correctly, it's sort of just like level. It's like, I can mm. just maintain, I can just cruise yep. and, and if I don't believe what my brain tells me about how hard the day is going to be and whatever else, I just say, no, I'm just going to do these things like I do every day. Make mm-hmm. sure I get outside. Only one cup of coffee, yada, mm-hmm. yada. I will be okay. And, and I am, and I am. And that's, that's insanely important again, to know where your limits are, but also know like that you can function. Like I was drinking, I mean, when I was working at the publishing job, I was working like three, I would work at eight to 10 hour day. And my regular setting, this is not including deadlines or crunch time, was two to three monster energy drinks. <laughs> and then I laugh, then, but like did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, oh, and oh, the zero carb, that's what I'll drink because that's better for me. Mm-hmm. All the sugar is it's not good. So I'm going to drink the one that's filled with, uh, you know, aspartame or, or whatever it is, you know, the, the zero calorie. You know, sucralose, sucralose now. Sucralose. Yeah, there you go. But it's still like so, 150 milligrams of caffeine, caffeine and whatever Some else. sort of sugar. Like it's the, the sucralose is even like they're saying arguably it's worse for you because it primes your system to think that a sugar hit is coming. And then it never occurs because the actual sugar hit isn't there. And there was, there was science behind it. But anyway, like I was, <laughs> and they I did science <laughs> and I did science. Yeah. And, uh, but there's, you know, there's a whole, there's a whole thing and there's something to be said about that. And then I was like, Oh, that was gross. I'm never going to do that again. And then I'll watch people drink monsters and rock stars. And, and I just go like, Oh, wow. That's, Wow, that's wild. And uh and yet I'll drink, you know, I'll make because I have I have GERD uh, acid reflux, which is super, super gnarly. Um, what is it? Gastroesophageal reflux disorder. And mm-hmm. so I can't drink hot coffee, which is one of my most favorite things on earth. And you, you have GERD. I have GERD and it's and I can't drink the hot coffee, which bums me Sorry. out. Uh, okay, that was an ADHD moment, but like I was totally yeah. fixated on the acronym, and I, yeah. I didn't hear what you said you couldn't have. Hot coffee. Oh, yeah. Dang. So really? Yeah. So I have to cold brew, or I have to drink um, like Folgers crystals and like shake it really intensely in a shaker, which is what I've been doing most mornings Dude. now. But it sucks because I enjoy the the ritual that comes with hot coffee. Yes. I, I like the, you know, holding it with two hands on a cold morning, 
and like you know all that stuff and so now i'm drinking this shaken coffee which i would drink like the death wish instant coffee which is i know i've said it before and i'll say it again is legitimately the best instant coffee probably on earth and it's also the most caffeinated so go easy um but i've been doing like the folger crystals things because death wish is expensive and and so but i i would drink probably a not quite 32 ounce of coffee yeah um and now i just went to the doctor today speaking about health and i got uh they, they, they think I have essential tremors. So pending the neurologist appointment, she was like, you don't have any of the markers for Parkinson's, which I know is a fear of yours. And everything I'm seeing right now um, is not that, but it is essential tremors and essential tremors get worse. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I don't have Pepsi, but I have RC Cola, you know, <laughs> so it's, they're both sodas and not great. So I, um, I'm just kidding. I love RC Cola. And so I, you know, I, I'm, I'm having these things now where the doctor's like, she just said straight up, she's like, okay, so I'm going to tell you what the cardiologist and the neurologist are both going to tell you. And that's that you have to pretty much knock the caffeine off, kid. Mm. Like, great. And this comes after Michael, the ever practical. I think I have like four jugs of G Fuel which is the pretty much rock star. It's just uncarbonated. And mm -hmm. I was drinking, I would drink one of these, one of these, these things in a shaker before I had an IEP meeting and I would like crush the IEP meeting. Right. Because it lights up your brain and it makes you quick on the uptake and it makes you kind of respond quicker and that sort of stuff. Um, and I was doing all that and then it's gotten, it got to the point where I was like, well, it's the afternoon time to make a G fuel cocktail mm -hmm. and not cocktail, meaning liquor cocktail, meaning like that plus, you know, whatever sugar and sugar and water, whatever the, the, the right. drink is that I'm consuming. And so I have all these different flavors and this and that, and now I'm at the point where I realize it is atrocious for me. And so just like you said, I'm going to cut back to one, probably 16 ounce coffee in the morning mm -hmm. and see how that goes for the next couple of weeks. Right. So that's the thing is giving it time. Cause like people bail out. Cause it's like the very first couple of days that you do, it's so hard. Mm -hmm. um your brain's like start start on a friday or a saturday because your brain's just going to be like nope never can't do this right. and right um but then like if you if you can stick it out for a couple of days then like the next day is still hard but it's not quite as bad and it's not quite as bad right, um, right. And, and i've done that and i did that with where i quit coffee i did it with quitting drinking and that's when i realized i'm like i i binge <laughs> I worked with a bartender who's shout out to Jackson, one of the most clever and thoughtful bartenders I've ever known in my life. And he was the bartender when I was working door and he looked at me and he goes, your prostate must be sparkling. And I went, I, wh with the what? 
And he goes, I've never seen a human consume liquids more, more efficiently than you. He's like, you don't chug things, but you don't sip them. It's somewhere in the middle. And then you go and to the bathroom and you purge it all out. And then you come back because I would come into work and I was uh, obsessed with uh, an, an early acid reflux thing is adding bitters and lime to soda water. Hmm. Um, it's supposedly it's a cure for sour stomach. And, you know, if you have the hiccups, it's a cure for that and blah, 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 blah. And it's just a really interesting flavor. And so that became my daily drink at the bar when I was working because you can't drink alcohol when you're working door. And so I would drink this giant glass of soda water and bitters and lime juice. And I think I would have like seven of those over the course of the night. That's gotta be good for you. (laughs) Right. But again, it's, you know, it's, it's bitters and soda water. It's not like it's quinine or something sugared. It's lime. So I'm getting vitamin C and it's the bitters, which are like, there's a little bit of alcohol, but it's not, it's, it's like a, 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 a tenth of a shot, a fifteenth of a shot, you know, whatever's in it. And so, but again, my stomach was never sour. It was all these things, but I would go through these like 16 to 18 ounce cups a night. And he just goes, you consume liquids at an incredible rate. or no he said you process liquids you process and consume liquids at an incredible rate and i've never forgotten that right but it's true and that's one of the other things that that's super important about having a routine setting healthy boundaries um drinking water it's so easy to forget to drink water so like get yourself a bottle and make it your job to start out little and just say, I'm going to get through this bottle in a day. I think I have a 40 ounce of water and I fill it three to four times a day. And Absolutely. Kill it. What did I just do before when you first got on the call? I was like, yep, just got off my afternoon shift. Uh, I can still hear you, but I got to go fill this cup full of water. And it's right. almost gone. Nice. Cheers. Um, Dude, it's so important. And, oh my God. you know, eating healthy, sure. Um, try to eat something that's sustainable. You know, obviously eating fast food every day is not a good plan, but treat yourself yeah. once in a while. And set up a routine. I have Sushi Thursday, where regardless of how garbage my week is, I know that if I can get to Thursday, I get sushi. Amazing. And it's always something uh, to look forward to. That's health, healthy in a lot of cases and psychologically just so good. <laughs> and I know we're winding down. So the other thing too, the, the last thing I can say as a teacher or as a human, right? As a person, if you have kids, if you have something, so set routines, set healthy boundaries, drink lots of water, do the Hulk Hogan, eat your vitamins, brother. Eat your vitamins, say your prayers, brother. But also... <laughs> do something to provoke joy because it's it's provoke not not to give joy provoke joy in yourself go out of your way to do something even if it's sushi thursday once a week try to find a, a happiness try to find a stim daily 
something that you can do, even if it's taking two minutes out of your day and listen to that song you like, or draw a doodle, or read a book, or do something that is literally only for you, for you yeah. and nobody else. Yeah. Pro provoke joy. It's not seek joy, provoke joy. Like poke yeah. joy with a stick and be like, this is mine, right? Yes. Um, do that. Uh, I worth it. I just want to underscore that completely and i could we could do a whole other hour just on that but that is perfect i mean mm -hmm. mental emotional health is just as important and uh yeah seriously especially this time of year things can be hard take care of yourselves um be good to each other reach out if you need to um yes. just yeah and all that michael said so good um because i know for some for some people it it's like you're provoking joy and joy is just laying there like the way my cat does when she doesn't want to move and isn't doing right. anything and it's like wow that's not doing anything for me right um, no matter what you do so you know that's a thing and uh, it happens to normal good people and sometimes we need a little help too um pick it but, up and squeeze joy sometimes joy is a lazy cat that noodles when you try to pick it up we got we got noodlers in our house we're like we're like come on you got to go and she's like eh, and then just turns into wet spaghetti like just you know just noodles she just noodles and so i pick her up and spin her around and squeeze her and then she you know tightens up mostly because she's digging her claws into my arm being like put me down but provoke joy don't let joy noodle on you <laughs> I think I have to let you go, Michael, because you had something that you needed to do around this time, but um, it's a good time yeah, for us I to don't. wrap up anyway. Yeah, don't. We, we can wrap up. Yeah, yeah. They messaged me during our uh, our thing. And uh, yeah. So oh. All right. actually, you well, know what? It's healthy. So I'm going to say this because there's no shame in it. I had a therapist appointment and the therapist appointment was at four. I think if you have any kind of issues or challenges that you need to work through, um, friends are great, uh, mentors are lovely. However, comma, there's no, uh, there's no substitute for a really, really great therapist. And a lot of people I talk to, I'll be like, yeah, I see a therapist. Or like, you see a therapist? I'm like, look at me. Of course I see a therapist. And they're like, well, I saw a therapist when I was 24 and they sucked. And I was like, yeah, man, therapists are people. And there are a lot of people out there that suck, like that, that hate their job. Just like if you go and get a crappy coffee from a barista at Starbucks, it's like, yeah, they don't like their job. That doesn't mean all Starbucks coffee is awful. I mean, it's no, it's no Pete's and it's no death wish. But what I'm saying is, um, finding a good therapist is like dating somebody like you yeah. have to find the right fit for you and you can't try to make it work when it's crappy. And I think we as people are conditioned to be like, oh, I, I don't like it, but I said I would do this. So I'll commit to it. And oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Especially with a professional who's like of that right. level of like, oh, they're the expert that. Sure. That whole like above you like you know <laughs> like you know what i mean like um i was just talking to one of my friends about this who's a who's a nurse and she's a case manager for an insurance company 
So okay. she is like, I don't even know how to explain it. She, we literally just talked about it for an hour and I still don't know how to explain what she does, but I guess certain insurance plans, they have nurses on staff that if something happens to you, they'll sort of be your, your extra support from the, anyway, they'll, they'll call you yeah. to make sure everything's good. Pre-op, post-op, is the doctor telling you that if they looked in your medications, interactions, are they told blah, blah, blah. So they just do a lot of hands-on that everyone else should be doing, but they don't always do. And um, now I've been going on about it because I'm trying to remember why I brought that. Um, we were just talking about this right here, ladies and gentlemen. Finding, yeah. The seasonal affective disorder in action. This is it it's, right here. Uh, yeah. But where, why did I bring that up? You were saying that, that finding, it's like finding a partner. And oh, yeah. You not being afraid to say that it's not working yes. for you. Yes. So part of what she does is if someone's seeing a doctor like for the first time or if they're new on the plan and, you know, seeing a, a or just advising her friends for how to pick a primary care physician. Um, right. She's like, it's amazing to her how many people are just sitting with doctors that they don't really like. Right. And it seems like some sort of psychological thing of like, either they just think all doctors suck, kind of, or right. they're just like, it's it's sort of that obedience thing um, of like, this right. is the expert person with the lab coat and the, you know, clipboard, therefore you know, I just have to go along with it or they don't want to hurt their feelings or something. I'm like, screw that. I I do one-on-one. I am. Yeah. Like I am that guy. Like granted, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a one-on-one practitioner just like a doctor is. Right. Right. I, I am not hesitant at all to be like, yeah, you're not a good fit for me. It's been fun peace right <laughs> like right. and i did with the therapist that i got like a couple years ago um right i i was seeing him for like a month or two and mm-hmm. after a little bit some things in session felt weird and i was like yeah no this isn't for me thank you yeah and that was the end and it, right uh, later we found uh, a couple's therapist who was amazing like mm-hmm. life-changing amazing wonderful human being um so yeah therapy is awesome and you should never settle for any kind of professional who is garbage if you can help it yeah Um, or not uh, even that they're garbage it just they might not be a good fit for what you need and no they're they're garbage michael (laughs) there are there are garbage people for sure no 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 but it's and i know I know you're kidding, but I'm, <laughs> I'm saying that like it's there. There are people that you like. You desperately want to believe so bad that that they know what's right, and maybe you're the one that's messed up. And again, it's it's like dating somebody. Like you have to find the right fit, and if they're not the right fit, they're not the right fit, and you can't fit a square peg in a round hole. You know. Yep. Yeah. So. so. Yeah, it's good that you it's good that you set something up. I hope it works out since they apparently mm, had to reschedule. But um, yes, or I'm inept and put the wrong thing in the calendar, which is probably far more likely. Um, but but yeah, nothing. so <laughs> yeah, 
what did we say know thyself um yeah. yeah so uh i mean i don't know if there are other teachers that listen to this and i know we have friends and people that listen to this i don't know if there are really other teachers that listen to this but like oh my there God. are there are okay mercy to all there of are. you because i know probably half this conversation if you even stuck with it has been like yeah with all my spare time and energy guy <laughs> who doesn't know two bucks about what my life is like um, right but like for real like out of genuine care yeah. not out of like i'm on some kind of high horse just like do find some way to carve out time for yourself like it's not yes. going to be ideal i know it's not ideal but like please if not for you for the sake of your students um mm -hmm. uh find some way somehow um to add a little bit of uh, uh of your own care and recuperation where you right. can and and i hope for you all that it starts to add up um because you all do an amazing, incredible job. I don't envy at all, but I very much um, admire. And I, uh, I see it in a lot of the people, you know, students that I, I work with have amazing teachers. And um, it's so, so important that you all take care of yourselves, really. So in whatever way that seems uh, important, um, and uh, we're not like professionals about helping people get help, but like, if, uh, if you guys do want to say, you know, hey, do you know of a good blank? Um, yeah. You can certainly Chances feel free do. to, yeah, you certainly feel free to hit us up. And if we don't know, we'll try to connect you to somebody who does. Um, yeah. Our Instagram is at logic and lore. Um, what is yours now? At Thanos was mostly Thanos. right. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, right. And that's I, I because of my students, I have oodles of of resources um, from things as, as easy as box breathing to uh, stress managed stress management regimens. Stress management. Apparently, I went Sean right. Connery there for a second. Sean Dude, Connery. The, stress. The one thing is, like, I'm thinking if if teachers have a, a good paying job, and I, mm -hmm. I don't know at all like i i just don't have it in my budget for this but if you do um mm -hmm. like thinking about eating well for example yep. just one one little thing it's like it's okay yeah eating well great make your own food when am i going to do that i got stuff to grade i've got kids whatever right but like there's stuff out there like um what is it there i can't remember what they're called my brain is telling like me something's totally wrong one blue of apron ones. yes that's yeah, yeah, i was yeah. thinking blue box which is a goodwill thing um sure and uh stuff like that i mean you could make your own food but it's already like halfway ready to go the recipe's there like right 30 minutes you could be eating like you know uh fresh chicken with um you know fried potatoes and whatever else and it's spinach like, and yeah and it's yeah it's not that it's necessarily like oh eat super it, eat kale salad with kale on top but like right it's just you made it you know like it's there's satisfaction in having the fresh cooked meal. There's satisfaction in knowing like it's real chicken and not a bunch of processed meat or whatever that you're getting from right. McDonald's. Like, um, so I don't know. It's just like little things like that, little tweaks that, that might work for your life and for everybody it's different, but, um, right. it's, it's just amazing. Like when you move one little piece 
like how much of a difference it can move if it's the right piece for you. When you, and that's, it's, it's perfect that you said that because I mean, you knew me, did you know me when I was almost 300? Mm. Not, and again, not that weight, not that weight makes a difference. And like, you know, you can be 300 pounds and healthy and feel good and blah, blah, blah. I was 300 pounds and did not feel good. Yeah. I don't think I, I, I don't register that kind of stuff too often. So I honestly can't tell you, I know that's weird, but like, I, I feel my like visual you had to have known me. Yeah, you had to have known me when I was at my biggest. Because I mean, I think there were days where I'd get on the scale and I'd be like 278. And I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Like, I was like six foot 278. Woo, I'm like crushing it. I might have an extra ice cream tonight, right? Um, yeah. And that kind of stuff. And the, the point is, is I didn't feel great. And yeah. I, but I tricked myself into being like, well, no, food is great. And I, and I like doing this. And so I would... Uh, placate with food, right? right? Especially like like high processed food and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's not to say that I still don't. But my point is, when I started meal prepping, right? Yep. I started. Um, I had this this friend. Uh, shout out to to Miko, um, who did this thing, and she said 365 days of salads, right? Mm. And she challenged herself that at one meal, once a day minimum she would have a small salad to get more vegetables and greens and stuff. And as the year went on, she was getting bored with like regular romaine salads. So she was like, oh, I'm going to do this kale and pear vinaigrette. And she branched out and did the stuff. So anyway, so I did, I tried to do um, one salad per day or an element of a salad per day. Um, And that one thing of me adding healthy greens of adding that made me go, okay, well, instead of having this burger, I'm going to make chicken thighs and I'm going to grill chicken thighs, which again, chicken thighs are very fatty. Yeah. Hence they're yeah. yummiest. It's, it's but, not the super health food. It's just the fact that you're getting movement. You're getting right. change. Yeah. And then I would find myself going by these places that I used to like, like pine after like, I forget what it was, uh, if it was like Wiener Schnitzel or somebody was like, beer <laughs> cheese is back. And it was like beer cheese hot dogs and beer cheese hamburgers and beer cheese fries. And I was just like, oh, I'm going to do beer cheese this weekend. And yeah. I started eating healthy. And then I heard the beer cheese commercial and my stomach turned. <laughs> and it's wild because it was just for eating healthy and exercising a couple days a week it made me realize that these things that were hitting that stimulant for me, that like that joy receptor, like my brain went, that isn't good in the same way that like, I would look at count chocula and be like, F yeah, count chocula. Let's smash this. Um, When I started eating things that were like higher in fiber and like, you know, or like honey bunches of oats or something that was like, still not necessarily cardboard and ultra healthy, but definitely not marshmallows and chocolate flavoring. Um, I would go buy the marshmallows and chocolate flavoring and be like, man, I really want this, but I I don't want this. Like, this is not what my body wants right now. And so that's probably the last and most important thing of like setting boundaries, drinking water, um, setting a routine and like seeing somebody if you don't feel comfortable in your own skin or don't feel comfortable with events that are happening in your life are um 
eat something that will make you feel good. Like make it, make a little change, affect a little change and see if that does anything. Yeah. And it, it, it was a huge thing in my life. I don't know about you, but like, it made me not, it made me look at processed foods. Like I used to love, dude, Taco Bell was my jam. Give mm-hmm. me a chalupa, throw some nacho cheese on that. And then I'd eat it over my, uh, my nachos so that it would make more nachos with whatever dripped off onto it. This is some next level thinking. And, oh, next level and, disgusting. Right. But now I think about this stuff and I'm just like, huh? yeah. Well, Ugh. and as a kid, I ate Taco Bell and, and it was like, I don't know. At some point it was just like, no, I'm surrounded by actual taquerias. Like, why would I do right. this to myself? Right. Um, out here okay people i guess have an excuse but right. Right. i i judge everybody that was like let's get taco bell i'm like you live two hours from mexico there's right. actual mexican food and not right. even like you can have your dumb hybrid socal mexican food it's everywhere like right. why are you doing that anyway so goodbye soapbox like but garbage comfort food right uh yeah and i mean for me um actually it was probably like almost 10 years ago where I was just like, I'm going to try to do something extreme. And I just like tried to cut all added refined sugars out of my diet completely. Yeah. How'd that work out? I slept better than I had slept in 10 years. I've heard, I've heard amazing things. I, and I had to be at some sort of crazy point in my life to have the effort like required to do that to myself. But it was like, that was going from like, oh, I'm having two monsters a day at the regular, right? Plus the morning coffee, whatever the hell else. And um, I was really bored with what I was eating after a while. Mm. Uh, but like, I I just went. I was like, I'm gonna just radically change what I eat. I'm just gonna do it. Why not? Like, I can do it. And I got super motivated for some reason. So I went and changed that, and I went vegetarian at the same time. Whoa. Um, yeah, I don't know. Whoa. I don't know what got into me. I really <laughs> just was like, I just want to see how I feel if I do this. It was more like, it was less like, I need to get healthy and, you know, whatever. It was more like an experiment. It's like, what would happen hmm. if I really just committed to this and like, see what happens to me? Um, right. Because I was starting to, I was starting to break the code on like, there's something weird about my system where if I have too much sugar, not that I'm diabetic, but like, mm-hmm diabetes i was running my family um and if i had too much sugar i would start to get these crazy like inflammation in my neck and shoulder and it would culminate in like if it was really bad like if i just ate like you know binged on a cereal or something like that you know Mm -hmm. um and just had way too much it would start to like creep into my head so i'd get like these crazy tension headaches that would lead to sinus pressure and it was just horrible i felt whoa awful to the point where i was like nauseous that level of hurting um and i started to notice like well that was because i just binged on cereal the night before or that was because i just did whatever that was dumb you know ate 20 cookies so i was like well what if i go the complete opposite direction and see what happens then and i felt freaking amazing but i was getting after a month or so I did that for a while though. I got to be honest. I I was doing the vegetarian thing for, I don't remember exactly how long. I want to say I stuck with it for like around a year. Um, Wow. Yeah. I went all in. And so am I vegetarian now? No. Do I avoid all sugars now? No. 
but did I learn a lot about my body? Yes. And mm. so now it's like a balance. I'm just mm. like, I know when I'm getting out of balance. I know when I'm in balance and I know how to listen to the changes in my body. Yes. Um, that's, that's all it is. It's like, I'm still an adult. I still get to choose. If I do really want to binge on cereal, I, that's my right. I'm going to do it. But like, I know what I'm getting myself into. Um, mm. And uh, so that, that for me was like the moment that I really realized about diet, like what diet was for me. And that's a totally mm. for me because, you know, right. my partner for her, it's like, oh, I need um, red meat on the regular because of her biological chemistry and like iron and stuff like that, whatever, like mm. because of what she has going on biologically, that's really good for her. Whereas mm. for me, I'd be fine just eating like chicken half the time and vegetables, mm. the rest. Mm. Um, so, um, but like meal planning is, was a huge game changer. And it's like, that doesn't right. really actually take any extra time too much really like we sit down every saturday and we decide what we want to eat for the week and it saves us yep. time because we write it all down we know when we yep. have to pull stuff out to thaw we know exactly what to get at the grocery store and so everything's on autopilot for the rest of the week because it's like unless we're making a new recipe it, it's already on it's we put it on google so it's on both of our phones or everywhere we look at the same time right. and it's just like okay what's for dinner tonight oh yeah we just look on our phone and we just go and everything's good to go. And we know exactly what we're going to be consuming for the week. So if we look at our meal plan, we're like, um, we're having like sausage gravy and bacon breakfast burritos, like, and all this garbage three or four days out of the week. Like maybe we should change that. <laughs> right. Um, and it lets you like go through the stuff that you have, like, cause we have a stocked freezer yes. and, but again, going back to that kind of that last tenant i think right or tenant i should say tenant well you know because you live in your own body but the last tenant of what we were talking about today is listen to your body because yeah. just because it worked for me or just because it worked for you doesn't necessarily mean it'll work for somebody else but if you try that out and you're like oh crap i stopped putting a phone alarm and now i use a light thing because i mean like i said i think it was like 35 bucks it wasn't anything insanely expensive the yeah. the light alarm and i'm telling you it changed my life for the better and of course it doesn't hurt that my wife is on her way to work at 2 30 in the morning every day so Jeez. so like i the light doesn't bother anybody because we work right. opposite schedules and and then once the the sun is coming up at 5 45 6 a.m i don't need the alarm anymore yeah, because my body is is kind of in that rhythm. So like, listen to your body and listen to like meal prepping and meal planning. Like I meal prep for lunch and I feel so accomplished. I'm like a smug little a-hole. Like <laughs> I, instead of like going through and being like, oh, I got to make a sandwich for tomorrow. Blah, 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 you know, I'll, I'll exactly. Sunday, I'll figure out a plan. I'll grill up some steaks. I'll make some vegetables. I'll you know, do a chicken. Like right now, as soon as I get off the phone with you, I'm going to go out. I have a chicken tikka masala that I'm going to make. No gonna... way. That's yeah, exactly yeah. what I'm having today. Really? That's funny. Literally, <laughs> my my dinner is in a Tupperware and it's on the meal plan that yep. the, chick, the chicken tikka masala that I made on Saturday is my dinner tonight. 
Yeah, buddy. That's so uh, good. So good. And I have brown rice. And so I'm going to go and put that in my little like bento box. I have little glass bento boxes that I can nuke at school and eat my food and feel all smug being like, I did this. I don't have to worry about it. But you, you hit the nail on the head when you said you don't have to stress about it. Yeah. All you do is look at the list and be like, this is what we're having for dinner. And it's already decided. And if it's something that you're both amped about, like there are days where I know we're going to do chicken tacos and she'll message me and be like, it's taco night. I'll be like, oh, yeah, you know? Um, yeah. And that's great. And again, that, that might be that little slice of joy that you yeah. give for yourself every day. Like it's yeah. figure out, listen to your body and figure out what you need and do something to give yourself that hit once a day. And then a couple times a week, go big. Like do a, do a treat yourself, do, do sushi Thursday, do, you know, whatever wing Wednesday, whatever your jam is and something that's going to like provoke joy. There we go. Provoking joy again, provoke joy and do that, but figure out what it is that works for you. And if you don't know what works for you, try a bunch of weird things like play, play video games or sing a song or draw or doodle or do a daily sketch, like whatever, you know? listen to absolutely. body cool stuff uh, absolutely yeah. the body though that's where that that message came from of you being in the store that one day and the first time that you looked at something you'd normally salivate over and then that other part of you just was like nap like yeah. that's your body Ew, David. yeah that's Ew, your body David. that's my body yeah. and it knows yeah so <laughs> so listen to your listen to your body so Oh man. Well, I didn't know what, what we were going to talk about today, but this was kind of fun. Yeah, um, it was fun. So uh, hopefully you all enjoyed it and um, holidays yeah, are getting close. So I, we might have one more <clears throat> before next year. If not, um, happy holidays, everybody. Happy new year. Be safe yeah. doing what you're doing. Don't and die. Be good. Yeah. There are no, there Take are risks. no response. Yeah, no response, but take risks, be awesome, and do fun things. Absolutely. I'm Brian. That's Michael. This is Logic and Lore. Yeah. See you next time. Yeah. Later.